And that's who... And that's who we celebrate today. That is why we are here today as a church, as a community together, to celebrate this light who has dawned. The one that's spoken about um, in this video, as Paul said, that's been brilliantly um, put together. I, I am a little concerned by that interview about this whole divide between normal folk and, and, and leaders in the church. I, I will chat to Lee about that a little bit later as to quite what is... Um, going on there. But, but in that video, I don't know if you're aware of this, but what, what is being quoted is the Bible. It's, it's the first chapter of John's Gospel. And uh, it's where uh, the Apostle John is describing who Jesus is. In some ways, it's a bit like, a, it's a bit, a bit like the start of a film where the scene is being set and he's describing who Jesus is, where he came from, and what he came to do. And I loved it as I watched um, that video and the music and the creativity. But I don't know, you may be here today thinking, cool, I did, I love the poetry of it, I love the creativity, but, but what, what does it mean? What does it mean when, you know, in the beginning was the word? What, what, what does that actually um, mean? And what I want to do is just spend a few moments really taking each phrase that came up in that video and hopefully explaining what it means. Why, why, is it, why does it mean so much to so many people here what we are celebrating? As Lee said, not, not just singing a few songs, not just gathering on a Sunday morning and enjoy being with friends, although that is good in itself. What is it that brings us all together? What is the heart? of this message. Who is the light? What is it all about? And that video started with this incredible phrase where it said, in the beginning was the word. In the beginning was the word. Now, a different way you could put it, if you were to put it in Hastings language, it would go probably something like this. God exists. He always has and he always will. Before anything... God. That's basically what John is saying by these um, opening words. And it's an absolutely massive claim. The Apostle John doesn't give any warm-up. He just says, God exists. He is there. He is about. And now, I don't know about you, but when I look at creation, whether it's I look up and see the stars, or when I look and I maybe just look at my own hand and the intricacy of it and how it works, it, it, it does cause me to question how. Why, why is everything here? Why is everything um, as it is? Is it, is it just that as human beings we really are very, 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 very lucky and everything just happened just as it exactly, exactly, exactly had to happen for it all to be as it is and work as it is? Or is it that in the beginning was the word? About 30 years ago, Voyager 1 set off. NASA sent it off into space. It was 1977, and it's doing a million miles a day, clearly not using the M25. 
It's now 12 billion miles from Earth. And by 2036, it will have left our solar system, which is our sun and the planets that surround it. The Milky Way, which is our galaxy, contains our solar system, and and scientists reckon 100 billion plus other solar systems a bit like us. That's our galaxy, the Milky Way. The universe contains a hundred billion galaxies. And our galaxy, as I've already said, contains a hundred plus billion solar systems. This is vast where we are. I don't know if this is going to work. I, I nearly got caught nicking a bauble off the Christmas tree out there. But if you imagine that this is our solar system, the sun, planets orbiting around it, our, our, our galaxy would be like the size of this building or bigger. Just look around. So this is, this is where we are, On this is our solar system, and it's going to take 40 years for um, Voyager 1 to get out of this solar system. Imagine then just, just one galaxy, then you've got the universe. In the beginning was the Word. I don't know. When I look at these things, it causes me to think, I don't know, it can't be chance. The Bible says it wasn't chance. In the beginning was the Word. And the Word became flesh and made his dwelling among us. I mean, this, this is incredible. This is incredible stuff. So, the God that was there at the beginning clothed himself and became a person and came and, as Paul said, moved into the neighborhood. He, he moved onto this planet 2,000 years ago in Palestine. Jesus was born to Mary, the shepherds, the wise men, the stars, the stable, the innkeeper. That was the welcoming committee that the Word, who has always been, had onto this planet. And he came and clothed himself in humanity and he was just like us in so many ways. He knows what it is to laugh, to cry, to be misunderstood, to be let down, to celebrate. An incredible thought that Jesus will forever be a man, will ever be a human being. He came and clothed himself with flesh. And in him was life. And the life was the light of all people. Jesus didn't just come to be able to empathize with us, but he came in order to make a difference. John starts to use the illustration between light and darkness to uh, help us to understand what was the purpose of Jesus coming. Jesus came to bring illumination. Jesus came to bring clarity to all people. Not, not just to some, he, he came and shone like a light shines in the darkness in order that we could see. 
I don't know about, about you, I don't know if you, like me, are scared of the dark, you know? You're sat there in the dark, you don't know what's going on around you. You don't know if you're near to danger or you're far away. You don't know if someone's creeping up behind you or isn't in the dark. You don't have bearings. You don't have clarity. You don't have illumination. But Jesus came in order that we would see. Jesus came in order that there could be clarity. And even in a different nation, 2,000 years later, that claim is still true. And he came to bring life. And it says the light shines in the darkness and the darkness has not overcome it. You might think, how did Jesus shine? Let me just tell you a few things about this Jesus. A few things that we find out about him um, from what the Bible says about his life. How did he shine? He shone through his teaching. I don't know if you've ever read any of the Bible before. Can I encourage you? If you get a bit of time over over the Christmas period, get hold of a Bible, open it to Matthew's Gospel, so that's about three quarters of the way through, it's, the account, it's an account of Jesus' life. And just read it. It is the purest, most amazing teaching you will ever read. It will bring clarity, it will help you to understand. You may not like everything he says, but it'll help you to see, it'll help you to put yourself in context. Another way that Jesus shone was through his compassion. I don't know if you've noticed this, but just looking around, obviously we're all full of goodwill this morning, you know, it's Christmas, all of that sort of stuff, but actually generally the the world we live in can be a pretty tough place to live, can't it? Be a bit hard, a bit unkind, a bit unforgiving, quite a self-centered place in some ways. Jesus came full of compassion And do you know what? Anyone can come. Anyone can come to Jesus. He will not reject anyone. Anyone can come to him. What what other ways did he shine? He shone through his miracles. People didn't like the package he came in, but they couldn't deny his power. He prayed for the sick. He saw them healed. He saw the supernatural breaking in to the natural. Another way he shone was through his forgiveness. I don't know, have you ever come across this, that the people who seem to be the most right, those that really think they know it, can be the trickiest to live with? Do you know what I mean? It's sort of like they're so certain that they're right. You know what? It's so funny because when you're here, you get this privileged position of watching people nudging each other in the side. Jesus was totally right. He never got anything wrong. But in Christ, you don't find condemnation or rejection. What you find is acceptance and forgiveness. Good news this morning. Don't matter what you have done, you find forgiveness in Jesus Christ. You can, if you come. What else? What was another way that he shone? He shone through his death and his resurrection. He's the only person that's, only, that's existed and his main purpose, the reason he existed, was to die. He came and he lived a perfect life. And he died in order to see broken human beings 
restored to a right relationship with the God who made them. That's why he came. And it goes on and says in that video in the, in the Bible, it says, but to all who did receive him, who believed in his name, he gave the right to become children of God. You know, Jesus needs to be received. It's great to come to carol services, and I am absolutely thrilled, so pleased that you are able to come and celebrate Christmas with us. But actually coming to church, that won't, that won't put you in a right place with God. Coming from a religious family, maybe your parents always went to church and you used to go to Sunday school, that in itself will not put you in a right relationship We've got being a good person or even a relatively good person will not do it. You need to receive Jesus. It says, but to all who did receive him, who believed in his name, you need to be able to know that. Do you know that you have personally received him and believed in his name. That, that really is the most important question you can answer this morning. But the benefit, as you receive God, as you receive him, it says this, it says, he gave the right to become children of God. When the Apostle John, right in this, was trying to work out, how do I describe the difference between before receiving Jesus and after receiving Jesus, he was trying to work out what shall I use to describe it. He said, actually, the best way for me to describe it is like adoption. Knowing that you become like a child of God. And if you think about those words that you link with adoption when it works well, these are some of the words that you would think of. Access of a parent to a child. Free access. Confidence to approach acceptance knowing that you will never be rejected love care provision nurture when you receive when you believe that's some of the way that our relationship with God is transformed. And it says this, and we have seen his glory. Glory as of the only son from the father. I don't know when this video came up, whether you thought, who's the we in this passage? Who, who, who is it that we have seen his glory? Well, the, the we is, is John, the apostle John, the John, son of Zebedee, an eyewitness historically reliable, one of Jesus' inner circle. He, he would have lived with Jesus and worked with Jesus for three years. If anyone was to know who Jesus was, it would be the Apostle John who wrote down this account. He, he would know better than anyone. And he says, in the beginning was the word when describing who Jesus is. Now, they reckon, I don't know if you like history, but for those of you that do, I'll, I'll just dwell there for a moment. They reckon that John's Gospel was written in about AD 80. That's 50 years after Jesus existed. Now, you might be thinking, well, 50 years, that's a long time. John 
will have forgotten a lot of stuff by then. Maybe he got confused. Maybe, but I don't think so. My, my, granddad, my great-granddad, he fought in World War I. He was in the Battle of the Somme. He got shot through his shoulder. I can remember as a child, back in the sort of early 80s, I would be sat there and he would tell me something that had happened 60 years before with absolute clarity. Around that time, he actually um, recorded a cassette, like if you're young here, like a little audio cassette, those things that used to get chewed up in the tape machine. He, he recorded one of them, of his experiences, and it was amazing, 60 years after the event, remembering people's names, remembering what happened on certain days, remembering the event. Why? Because it was such a significant thing that took place. For John, it was only 50 years later, but he could remember so much about who Jesus was and what he did, and he recorded it. And the reason that he recorded it was this. But these things are written so that you may believe that Jesus is the Christ, the Son of God, and that by believing you may have life in his name. John didn't write a fictional account. He wrote a historical account because he wanted it to echo echo through the generations and tell people just like us about this Jesus, this Messiah, the Eternal One, God, who was there in the beginning, but came and clothed himself with flesh. Why? In order to reach out to men and women, just like me, and just like you, because he cares for us, and he loves us, and he's done something to step into our world, and our time, and our space to make a difference. Now, all I've done this morning is just introduce Christianity to you. I've given you a few highlights, a few um, headlines for you to think about. I've given you some initial facts for you to ponder over your turkey when you're sort of rolling around afterwards thinking, oh dear, I'm struggling to digest my food. But I would appeal to you. I would say to you it is more important for you today to explore the claims of the Christian faith than to do anything else this Christmas. If what I'm saying is true, you cannot miss this opportunity to find out more about this Jesus. And if at the end you come to the conclusion it's not true, least you know you've given it the time and the attention necessary to work it through and come to your own conclusion. And I just want to invite you, as has already been said, there's an alpha invite on, the chair, on your chair, and if not on your chair, on a chair near you. And right on the front of it, it's got, got questions. That's because we want you to come along if you've got questions to ask. Why don't you sign up for alpha before you leave today? You can do it under a big alpha uh, banner. Or maybe you can go online in the next few weeks, and you can go on our website, and you can... Sign up there. If you've got questions about the Christian faith, if you've got questions about life, there is nothing more important you can do this Christmas than find out some answers to them. Can I invite the band back up and I'm just going to pray as I close. One of the things I said earlier was that when Jesus was on earth 2,000 years ago, he prayed for sick people and they got better. Well, 
God still heals people today. And if you're here today and you're not very well, don't worry, I'm not going to embarrass you in any way, but if you're not very well at the moment, it can be emotional, mental or physical, why don't you just put your hand wherever it is that you're struggling with. So if, if, if maybe actually it's your emotions, why don't you put your hand on your heart? If it's something physical, why don't you put your hand there, if, if that's appropriate, if that's okay to do so. And I'm just going to pray that the Jesus who's resurrected from the dead would come and bring some healing right now and that you would know that he isn't dead, but he is alive. Is that all right? And it, actually, it doesn't actually matter if you believe he can do it or not. Um, because I do. And it only takes a little bit of faith for God to move. So I'm just going to pray, and then we're going to hand over to uh, the band, and they are going to sing a song that we can uh, use as just an opportunity to reflect and think. Lord Jesus, I thank you that you are alive from the dead. I thank you for every single person here in this auditorium right now. I thank you that you love them, that you care for them, that, you, they, that they are special to you. I, I just pray right now, would you release your healing power in this place? For those that are struggling emotionally, I pray they will know your comfort and your peace rushing in right now. I pray for those that have got some sort of physical sickness or illness right now. I ask you, Lord Jesus, in your name for healing to come right now. For those that are struggling mentally, we pray for your peace to come and calm the storms going on in their minds right now. We ask for that in your precious name, Lord Jesus. Amen. Why don't we remain seated for this song and we'll just listen um, as they sing to us and we reflect on what's being said. <laughs>